Linus Wahome. Okay. Yo, what's up, man? Man, Nandori, bana. Saying some guy. Good, good. I'm right here, man. <laughs> yo, 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 I'm fucking zapped, dude. Adi? I thought quite serious, you say. Quite serious, quite serious, quite serious. Hey, I'm saying because zapped. Where? What did you do? Sasa umejua tunafanya pod bro. Tunafanya. Kwanza kani ko zapt ndo better. <laughs> no, as in me we same like new new dorif. So see at nini. Umesikia tunadupa. Leo si Friday, Leo Thursday. Leo ni siku gani? sasa sasa nita intro alafu tuta 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 tutaenda tuta from hapo nitakuwa wasema swali but kila msata introduce ndo sana intro sana topic sasa uko fiti case ndio okay kebo niko fiti <laughs> Hey guys. Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabil. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports, you name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, beach, F1, football, you name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Um we are bringing you a very special episode, a very special edition. We here talk about the Euros. Obviously the Euros are starting tomorrow. My name is Pablo and um just to let you guys know that this is our 50th episode. This is our 50th spectacular drum roll. <laughs> man we are gassed man obviously um 50 episodes and counting man we only started this like in october last year so we are gassed man obviously the hard work is starting to pay off we are getting more listeners yeah, on the pod yeah dude yeah yeah man and obviously we are getting <laughs> obviously we are getting we are, we are, we are getting more 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 uh, more um of, of our audience um from other countries 15 countries and counting we appreciate you guys i'm joined by Yo what's up guys this is Marsh feels great to be back Hey guys Mutonyi once again for episode 50 Yeah hello, I'm Linus will go next Um hello Linus here Okay 
Yo, yo, my name is Kevin Kualimwa. I'm the fucking host of the Maverick Podcast. Yeah, and I'm glad to be on Third World Perspective, our, our, other post, our other podcast. Yo, man, I'm happy to be here talking about the Euros, man. Yeah, um, as you guys can obviously tell, um, it seems like Kevin had something um, before he came onto the pod. But obviously, he's the host of the Maverick Podcast. You guys should check. The Euros basically um the first game of the tournament will start tomorrow. Um it will it will be 24 teams playing across 11 cities. Um and obviously the Stadio Olimpico will host the first game um tomorrow with 16,000 fans experience. Um obviously um the knockout phases will start in June 11 on June 11th. Um and um, on June 26th, because uh, June 11th is tomorrow, but the final will take place at Wembley in London on July 11th. So other other cities that will host it um, include St. Petersburg, um, Baku, Budapest, Amsterdam, Bucharest, Copenhagen, Glasgow, Rome, and Seville. Um, also London as well and Munich. And the, the, the most important thing um, that these cities have in common is that all these cities will have a certain percentage of funds, um, so we are gassed about that. Um, there are rumors that the, the Euro final will have funds at Wembley, so I'll throw this first at Mutoni. Um, are you gassed, man, to have funds at watching football? Because um, the Premier League only had a few games with funds. Absolutely, yes. Uh, you see, ever since Corona st- uh, came, we as football fans, it has not been a, a very good, uh, a very good moment for us because uh, watching, 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 watching uh, soccer without that fans atmosphere, I think uh, it, 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 it's also hard for for the players themselves because. Um, because uh, they, they they kind of motivate the players they bring the most out of the players so having 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 fans in a, in a euro final i think uh, i think it will be great yeah yeah um I'll, I'll throw this um at liners um before i come back to march um obviously we have had cases of covid before before even the tournament has started you know there are problems with the spain camp um, they had their under under 21s playing that um, friendly um, the other day um, against I think it was Lithuania. They won four nil um, despite being an under 21s only. Obviously, Busquets um, he tested positive for COVID, and that's why they, they didn't want to risk the entire team playing and um, threatening the um, the safety of the Lithuanian players. But also Silesen, obviously the former Barcelona number two who is actually Netherlands number one, was also dropped from the Netherlands squad after testing positive for COVID. So, Linus, do you think um, we'll, we'll have cases of COVID and how do you think UEFA will combat this? Um, we will have cases because teams are moving from one venue to another. Each venue hosted in different locations with different restrictions. You know, if you come from a certain area, you have to quarantine. So, Yes, we will hear. I expect to hear cases. COVID still looms over us as a footballing community. Um, what measures do you have in place? I don't know unless they published. Um, unless they unless they published maybe on the site or know how they will choose to combat this. 
but yeah, I mean, I would really urge you know players to really be cautious and mindful of the restrictions put in place because fortunately you had to abandon a match for fit a match because you're unable to field a full side squad um yeah 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 obviously um we are hoping for a covid free tournament we're hoping that um players will be safe we're hoping the fans will be safe although um we have seen it in the in the pre-euro matches where there's there's not been too much of um distancing um, within the fans. Um, I saw that game against France um, where they won 3-0 uh, with um, Olivier Giroud scoring a, scoring a press. There wasn't that much social distancing. We're hoping there will be no more cases of COVID and that um, the tournament will run smoothly. Obviously, Sefrin is very optimistic about how the tournament, the tournament will go. But um, obviously, there, there are a lot of things to talk about and the politics first before we get into the football. Um, the Republic of Ireland players, obviously they were booed um, in Hungary, um, I think on Tuesday it was after the Irish players took the knee. Hungary players, obviously they chose to stand and they just pointed to UEFA's respect logo, which in my opinion, I don't know what, what that achieves. But um, also England were, England were also booed in their friendlies against Austria and Romania in, in Middlesbrough. So I'll throw this at Marsh. Obviously some of the teams, including Scotland, have decided not to take the knee. What do you think of teams taking the knee um, during the tournament, and do you think do you think it's outdated, or do you think the, um, the, the 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 movement still has a say, especially on racism and and equality? Um, okay, uh, if you I don't know if you remember there was a, there was this episode we were discussing where we were talking about racism, and I said uh, I don't see the the impact that taking the knee has brought. Has brought has, uh, the impact that taking the knee has brought to end racism, you know. So I, I don't really think taking the knee will will stop racism at once. I don't. Okay, it's 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 a movement, right? It's a movement. Taking the knee is a movement. It's, it it shows it it represents uh, it represents uh, you know the players are trying to say racism does not have a, does not have does not have a chance here in football, but. Uh, when you when you when you see what uh, UEFA has done to, to combat racism, I don't really think that they yeah. combat racism. So I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not for taking the. You're not for taking the. No, I'm not for taking. Yeah. Because um, because we, we need to we need to see we need to see actual actual actions. Yeah. That 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 are being taken to so, racism. Um. So. That's taking that's taking the knee actually um, steer the conversation away from racism into politics, or does it steer the conversation more towards racism than away from racism? I think it. I think it steers it more towards mm-hmm. because uh, you remember Wilfred Zaha refused to take the knee. Yeah. He says because he said said that taking the knee is not seeing any any he has not seen any change. Yeah. These players have been taking the knee since uh, I think since they since they came back from COVID from COVID break, but but as you can see, racism is still yeah it's still go- it's still going on. So I'm I'm not I'm not for for the taking of the knee. Yeah, obviously um that that was Marsh. Um, Marsh is not for taking of the knee, and it's understandable. It's a very controversial topic. It's a topic that many football fans are divided upon. Um, and but the thing is, um, also, you, I think UEFA has come out and said that 
um, fans booing at stadium will actually be considered a racial action. Booing at players that are taking the knee will actually be considered a racial gesture. Um, so I'll throw this at Kay. Do you agree with taking the knee or um, on what side are you concerning taking the knee um, during the tournament? Yeah, uh, I agree about taking the knee because we've been watching the Premier League. All players were taking the knee. All all leagues around the world, we've been witnessing all players taking the knee. And this being a worldwide tournament, because there are so many countries involved, I believe to bring people together and to recognize the black community. So if the tournament, they agree to take the knee, I think that would be a very nice gesture towards the, the fans and the world at large. Even the World Cup coming up in uh, the next year, we believe that taking a knee should still be like something we begin with is a new football, you know, new, a new something new. So I, I will encourage that. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, the politics aside, um, well, let's get right right into the football. We'll start with Group A. Obviously, it's not the group of death. Um, I think. Everyone, you can agree that Group F is the group of death. But Group A, obviously, um, it, it kicks off tomorrow with Turkey playing Italy, um, the only game on Friday. Um, and Wales will play Switzerland um, Saturday. I think it's Saturday morning in the UK, but it's Saturday afternoon at 3.30 South African time for South African viewers. Um, for If you guys didn't know, we have South African viewers, man. Our 15th country, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Um, basically, in, in in this group, it's a it's a group that most most people usually won't pay much attention to. But it's a very tough group. Obviously, Italy Italy are a side um, that everyone knows they won the, the World Cup in 2006. Um, obviously, Gianluigi Buffon is not playing as as now. But they are a very interesting side. Obviously, um, they are they are famed um, currently for their for the for the amount of talent that they have in midfield. They have veterans from the back. Marsh, how, do, how how does this group look to you? Well, <laughs> when you look, okay, Italy. Uh, we have uh, when you look at players like Donnarumma, they are the the post Donnarumma is a very good. Uh, and Italy, I think it's historically known for its defense. They have a very good defense. Uh, they have registered six clean sheets in ten qualifying matches. So I think I think I think Italy have a fair have a fair chance. But uh, I don't really think they have that uh, uh, that uh, that to reach in the in the semis. I don't really think. What are you are you backing them to get out of this group into the knockout series? I don't think they qualify. You don't think Italy will qualify? No. Uh, <coughs> is not, obviously, we saw the, the Italy friendly against San Marino. They thrashed them 7-0 and they didn't have their best player, some of their best players on the pitch. But obviously, um, Wales are also a side that are very, are very threatening and they're very strong in this side. Um, I'll pose this at Mutoni. How, how big? How how what um what kind of tournament do you think Wales are going to have? Considering they also got to the the Euros semi-final when when they last played the tournament, um they, they obviously they got crushed by Portugal. Portugal went ahead to win the final, um but what type of tournament can you predict for Wales? 
okay as for me um a group with the wales switzerland turkey and uh, and italy um i i think wales can qualify yeah we are given given the 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 the, 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 the talent they have in the in their squad i i think they qualify but uh when i when i when i talk about group a as a general i think i think italy have a chance you think it will yeah because the look look at um these are team which never qualified for the world cup in 2018 then uh after 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 that incident they they took mancini i think as their head coach and have been a very good winning streak now um winning winning builds momentum yeah so i think uh, they they they'll have a lot of confidence which will which will make them continue with their winning streak although i don't i don't see them progressing further but i think they'll qualify italy and wales yeah italy and wales yeah yeah um obviously it's a side that italy and wales look um like the favorites on paper but obviously we have sides like turkey turkey have um turkey have ozan kabak and kablas yunji um obviously it's there there are side that are obviously under players like gingisanda who is a player who was out on loan last season but they're looking to have a very good tournament obviously um it's it's a tournament that literally anyone can win but turkey have never won against italy the the first game is obviously the italy have home advantage um with the with the game um in stadio olimpico in rome um, i'll first <laughs> I'll throw this at <laughs> I'm sorry for that interruption. I'll throw this I'll throw this at someone else. I'll throw this at K. Um how do you see group A? Group A. Yeah, group A. Um do you think do you think Italy will get out of the group? Obviously you are a, you are I think you are an Italy fan of all of everyone that is on this pod right now. I think you are more of an Italy fan than anyone. Obviously you like to play with them on FIFA. Yeah, Italy, Italy uh like the key players. Look at Nicola Barella, look at Granit Xhaka for Switzerland. Uh, look at the we know that uh Inter crashed out of the Champions League early in the competition. I think Nicola Barella uh he may not be a household name around. But this blood into the national scene. We, I really hope Italy goes ahead to win the tournament itself. Yeah, yeah I believe um, they able to get out of the group A. Yeah, do you believe do you believe Switzerland have a chance liners? I wouldn't say Switzerland. I don't know why you're underrating Turkey because I believe Turkey could <laughs> I believe could go on and be uh of in the tournament. They could uh given that they um, given that bracket they are in they could defend themselves in the later stages in the quarters even hey so, that's, that's i don't know a, about that's it. a dream <laughs> no <laughs> no I, they have a very good squad like you said you know with soyuncu chanhanoglu burakil mazuz on form for lil you know and a very solid midfield which i believe will be key to any team that wants to really challenge uh, me yeah for I, me, I think you haven't seen Wales. You haven't seen Wales. How 
uh, likes of the Red Belland. You don't consider them being a uh, I really don't fancy Wales. I wouldn't put my money on Wales. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money on Wales. I mean, they're a good side. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're trying to play some nice short football, but I think Turkey, Turkey have a lot going for them. Uh, Switzerland uh, kind of stumble when it comes to um, whoever leads their line. Uh, yeah. So I think Turkey and Italy make it through, and Turkey do go on. Further. Yeah, obviously Switzerland have players that are very unheard of. Um, I think underrated players. Um, I should just let everyone know that Caleb Lubanga, Mr. Lubs, has just joined the pod, man. Caleb, say hi. Hey, hi guys. Yeah, um, Caleb is a little bit I late, know, but we are just. <laughs> Uh, we were just talking about Group A, we are talking about Switzerland. Switzerland have a, have a site that is very underrated, obviously with players mostly unheard of, like Brian Bolo. Um, obviously, the only, player that is, the only players that we know of are Granit Xhaka and Jordan Shakiri. But um, Switzerland also have, have very good players and on their day they can hurt teams. Um, but I get, I get where Linus is coming from um, when, when, it, when, it, when it comes to Wales. Obviously, with players like Dan James, Dan James actually came out and said that he has something he has goals um, for himself and for the side um, during this tournament. Um, obviously, he's a, he's a winger, um, but it, um, when it comes to goals, I think he's talking about um, assists, goals. But we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it turns out. Obviously, Group A will be very interesting. Um, Linus doesn't see Wales um, getting out of the group. Tony, do you see Wales getting out of the group? Yes, 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 yes. yes so yes, you, you're Wales and Wales Italy. And Italy. Yeah, Marsh, getting out of the group and qualifying. Yeah, okay, uh, qualifying. Um, um, so, um, like we were saying, um, Marsh, did you say the groups that you think will get out of the group? Eh? Uh, I said uh, um, for Turkey and Wales to qualify. Yeah, Turkey and Wales. I think Mutoni had um, Italian. Yeah, Mutoni just stepped out, man. Uh, I think Mutoni had Italian Turkey. Um, okay, who do you think will get out of group A? Italy and uh, Switzerland. Yeah, Italy and Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, Switzerland have the vote of confidence, man. So, uh, from K, Caleb, who do you think will get out of group A? Well, I haven't been watching international football, but uh, I'm thinking uh, Wales and Turkey. Yeah. Alainas? Um, and just for the record, this is not a prediction, just a guess. <laughs> I say Italy and Turkey. <laughs> I'm not predicting, uh, you know, the Euros. I'm not making any predictions. Yeah, but Italy um, and I Turkey. Think, I yeah, I think I think I'm going to have to agree with Linus on this one. I think um, Italy and Turkey have a very good chance. I think Wales might just fall short. Um, but let's let's move on to Group B. Obviously, Group B has Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Belgium, obviously, they're the number one ranked team um, by FIFA. The, the only concern with Belgium is that uh, is the fitness um, of Kevin De Bruyne. Um, 
but it's a very it's a very interesting team obviously they'll start their 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 fixtures on saturday um but i'll i'll, I'll jump to liners um what do what do you think about this um of course the brain is this uh rather it's 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 what um it's known that missed i believe the game or the first the first two games um will be a huge miss yeah is someone saying anything yeah yeah, yeah. i said he will he will be a huge miss for them um and even when he comes back wearing the protective gear might actually impede in this with his game given he tends to on his vision and a case could be made that face gear does um impede someone's uh, peripheral vision so we'll see how turn out yeah what about the brain because depending on how martinez would like to his team set up could even introduce um exciting youngster jeremy doku on that side of the of the pitch what worries me is the back line uh especially with patogen now at 35 years old uh, aldevero at 32 and they're not quite pacey yeah. and Belgian do tend to, you know, like most modern teams, they say, do tend to keep that high line. And... Uh, if a team does aim to play this and purchases, they will definitely lose most of them. Also, uh, they do tend to have an exploitable weakness on the left. Again, this is mainly because of how they set up with a wing back on one side, on the right, usually either Castagna or Munir. And then on the left, usually they deploy at Togan Hazard, Rasko and Sachadli as the wingback. Now, those three players are not natural wingbacks. They tend to be more wingers. And so the defensive output might be as And teams have these teams that expected this. Uh, I'm not able to take advantage of this in their meetings. So anyway, yeah, I do want them to do well in the, in the competition. I mean, so much has been said about this calling generation, and as you see, it's coming to an end. So I, would, I do really want them to, you know, make the most out of this. Yeah, um, obviously, um, it, it's a golden generation. I think it's, it's it's the first time in their history that Belgium have been the number one ranked um, side on FIFA. Um, obviously, they, they they only crashed out um, in the in the semis. Um, the World Cup, um, to, I, not in the, I think, not in the, I think in quarters, um, or perhaps in the same is I, I, my, my memory, I, yeah, in the in the same is um, to France. Obviously, France went on to win to to go to the to the um, to the final and win it. Um, but the problem, the problem with with Belgium is that um, the the consistency or perhaps the level that these players were three years ago is not at the same level that these players are at now. We know players like um, their captain Eden Hazard, obviously um, his form and perhaps is uh, is I think the way um, the level that he's playing uh, has dropped um, since he, he made the move from Chelsea to Real Madrid. Um, I think so. I think some 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 of the players um, that Linus have just mentioned, like Batongen and Aldaweire, obviously they were playing at a very high level in Spurs. We all remember Spurs getting to the Champions League final that year. Um, but Batongen right now is is not playing consistently and at the, at the top of his level of, of, his, of his game at Tottenham. Obviously, Batongen has moved on to Benfica, and I think the the, the level of, of quality that they have is different. But I, I will try this with Caleb, and I'll throw this at Caleb. 
Do you think this is the last chance for this Belgium side to get um, any silver? Uh, yes, I think so. Because they, they had a very good opportunity in the last World Cup and they they, they fell short. So I think uh, they, they really do have a perfect opportunity right now uh, in the Euros. Uh, they have a fantastic squad. Uh, I think they have more than enough to replace or to step into the injured Kevin De Bruyne. Though it's a very big loss for any for any team, even the top team. Uh, obviously, also what happened with the Champions League. So I'm thinking um, uh, they have a perfect opportunity. If, if if they don't get it right right now, they will never do. They'll end up like Netherlands. Yeah. Um. Obviously, obviously, um, we'll speak about Netherlands later. We know the number of golden generations that they have had in the, in the past. But I'll, yeah. I think I'll throw this at Marsh. Um. Do you, do you like do you like this Belgium side? And do you fancy them winning all the way? Um. Not 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 only deep into the knockout stages, but like getting to the final. Um, I remember during the 2018 World Cup, I was a very big supporter of Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> because of Eden Hazard, obviously. <laughs> but now, uh, you look at uh, uh, you look at Hazard, Hazard's form has deteriorated recently. Uh, with Kevin De Bruyne possibly missing the first budget. I think, I think, but I, but I think this, this, is, the, this is the only chance to prove that they can they can go further. So I think they have a fair chance of reaching the stage. Yeah. Um obviously Eden Hazard or even the finals. Yeah, or even the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Um Eden Hazard himself said that um he doesn't think he's not fully much fit yet. Um perhaps he'll play um, the 30 minutes in the game against Russia on Saturday. Um but um obviously this is this is the last chance they have. Belgium are a very good side, they're a golden generation. We know um, they know the amount of talent that they have within the side. Um Linus just mentioned a few, but he did he didn't basically touch on the forwards, um players like Batshuai, Lukaku, AK um so basically the number of forwards that they have Ben Hazard, Rasko, yeah, forwards yeah. on forwards man they they have they have very good players. You can look at Lukaku, the most informed player in Serie A. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Dogan uh, uh, Hazard, yeah, Carrasco just on the table. Look at Grace Meetings. With Man, they, they have, they have, they have very good forwards. Yeah. So I think that they can score goals. Yeah. Um, so, um, the next team that we're going to look at is, I think, um, one of, obviously the side that hosted the, the 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 World Cup back in 2018. We're going to look at Russia. But obviously, this is a different Russian side. They were they played really well in the in the 2018 World Cup. Um, they're they're very different right now. Obviously, they don't have the obviously some of the things are being played in Russia. It's a it's a very different side, and some of the some of the players that played um in, in the World Cup in Russia, they are going on to play in other big teams in Europe. But I'll throw this at Linus. Do you like this Russian side? Do you think they have they have a chance of getting out of the group? Uh no, because they also have Denmark in the group who uh best team, you know, second to Belgium in this group. But like you said, I, they have a very interesting system, you know, uh, this asymmetrical side where the right back usually Mario Fernandez tends to bomb forward and then Yuri Jakov on the left can sometimes not, can sometimes drop a full back. 
and so either from back five or back four, depending on you know what phase of play they're in. And also the um, uh, the stars, the stars of back in 2018, still are around the team. You know, Alexander Golovin is still the their creator, and Atem Zuba should chip in the goals now and then. So, but, but I still don't think that's enough for them to you know uh, be above Belgium and Denmark to proceed. Atem Zuba, obviously, one of the most senior players in this tournament, not only in this Russian side, but in the tournament as a whole. Obviously, he's a target man, he's a threat in the air. He's not that clinical, but he's, he's a player that has come really good for this Russian side. Um, but Linus mentioned one of the other teams, Denmark. Denmark obviously have one of Linus's favorite players. Um, he's their captain. He's, um, he has just won the CDR with Inter Milan. His name is Christian Eriksen. He's one of the best players in, 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 in Italy right now. He was one of the best midfielders in Europe when he was, when he was playing at the highest level. Yes. About Belgium. <laughs> Are you still in the Do you think they have they have a chance against Russia and Belgium? They have uh, uh, very good players. Huh? They have this guy was mm-hmm. uh, at Barcelona, the striker. Uh, I forgot his Martin name. Martin Braithwaite. Yes, yes, ah, yes, please. that one. Yes. He's, he's in Denmark. Yeah, Martin Braithwaite, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Martin Braithwaite and uh, Yusuf Paulsen. So I think uh, they can they can definitely score. They have uh, the defender who plays for is it Inter Milan or some team in Italy. Now Simon Kerr for Milan, yeah. So I think they have a, a standard a standard score to make a, a good push. Uh, it will be competitive, yes, but I think they can make it because I don't think uh, Finland and Russia Russia is not where it was when they hosted the World Cup. And to be honest, I don't know anything about Finland. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't worry, don't, uh, not many do. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Not many do. Like that's the side that um, we, are, we are actually speaking about last. Obviously, compared to these three other sides, it's actually ranked um, lower than the three that uh, it's sharing the group with. I think one of the most, one of the most. Caleb, boy, you were saying something. No, no, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, um, I think I think one 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 of the most prolific players um, from Finland that people can know is Timo Puki, but. Um, other other than him, I don't I don't think more, um, many people will, will know how this Finland side will, will set up and Euros. Yeah. Timo Puki is, is from Finland. Yeah, yeah. Timo Puki is Finnish. Ah, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, can you tell us anything about this Finland side that is very important and that people should be aware of um, going into the? I'm um, looking at this group B side. Yeah, but Finland, Finland are here for the first time. Have, this is their first time qualifying for any uh, major international tournament. So for them, for them, they are home. Uh, they, no one expects much from anything. I don't think they'll deliver much. However, they do have, you know, they tend to play, uh, I want to say, Shondaich type of football. 
both get usually long to the partnership the two strikers up front usually Puki and then um partner with uh, a fellow known for the place for Union Berlin and you know at midfield you have uh, the double pivot of Glenn Kamara and Tim Spav who tend to be you know tend to just shuffle and protect the back line so they could cause problems for even a Belgian side they could because they tend to be very not allow a lot of spaces a lot of space in between them and behind them so uh, but again don't expect much from 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 Finland <laughs> yeah man <laughs> Obviously, Lainas is done playing Finland. Um, they have one of the one of the most um, one of the one of the most um, high-profile midfielders, um, especially when it comes to racism. Glenn Kamara was all over the tabloids, all over the news a few a few perhaps two months ago or a few weeks ago, um, when he was racially abused by Andre Kudela um, in the United Europa League um, game that they lost. But obviously, he's a very hardworking midfielder. He's a very good midfielder. Uh, obviously, he was born in Finland, but Um, this is this not this the African setup um that that exists for football is not good enough man and basically yeah. it's very difficult to win anything big in Africa so um um it's it's understandable um, that um, that these players choose Europeans um, their European sides than their African sides so, man it's it's sad but it it is what it is man um I, I think after that we'll jump um to Group C and talk about Netherlands are in the tournament um which is a surprise surprise Netherlands have not played they did not play in the World Cup in 2018 um I don't believe they also played in the, in the Euros in 2016 but um there are there are side that obviously are among the favorites to come out to see but they are obviously they are tasked with um other special with two two other special teams in Ukraine and Austria North Macedonia, most people will not even give them a chance. Like Lenas hasn't given Finland a chance, but <laughs> but I will give but Macedonia a chance. <laughs> yeah, we will obviously you will give Macedonia a chance. Yeah, Macedonia do have stand a chance. I mean, uh, they do they do stand a chance, especially with Netherlands being as poor as they are. I mean, North Macedonia beat Germany um, in the qualifiers. Right, and I know it's German. Germany haven't been, you know, a great football team, but on their day, you don't want to play North Macedonia. You really don't. Yeah, obviously, in that win against Germany, it was a, it, it was actually one of the most famous wins, um, not only in North Macedonian history, but I think in European history, they won. I think it was two one in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let, yeah. let me just ask, eh? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this, do, do you know any uh, notable players in North Macedonia? Maybe so, even. Oh yeah, there is there is Alioski who plays for Leeds. I believe you know Alioski. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, Alioski. Yeah, and then there's there's um Elif Elmas. He's a Napoli player. He'll be their creative spark. 
tournament. He plays on that left side along with Alios. You see a lot of competition with them. And then there's Goran Pandev. If um he's oh, an he's an okay, I know him. Yeah, he's an Inter legend. Yeah, he's played for Inter. Won the treble with Inter. So you know, yeah, 37, know their captain. He, he, I think he also got the winning goal for Macedonia when oh, for Macedonia when they were playing um, Germany in that two-one yeah. victory. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah they he, have, he, they he have a functional it. unit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, can you compare this not Macedonian side with Shandaisha's Burnley side? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, because they play a back five. Usually they try and play a, a five-three-two. Well, yeah, so it's not. They won't. Stuhel, Chelsea side. Yeah, um, yeah, they they do press effectively, you know, with um, Vandevans, <laughs> Tchaikovsky on on you know partnering him, partnering being the strike partner rather. Uh, they do press. Although they won't press a big team because then they leave spaces and they'll be they'll be played, played through. But it's not it's not it's not you know it's not attractive, but it's you know it works it works for them. And again, if on their day they'll spoil anyone's party. Yeah, obviously, um, Netherlands are a side that most people are actually um, doubting to come out of this group. Actually, top of the group. Um, they have, I think in many cases, like um, I think we're speaking this with Caleb, they have, they have um, I think a golden generation um, with players like Memphis, players like, um, obviously, I don't think Proms um, was, was actually called up to the side, but obviously they'll miss players like Van Dijk, um, actually Tony Van de Beek got an injury, um, he won't be, won't be featuring for them. Um, the manager actually decided not to call up anyone to replace Tony Van de Beek. But I'll, I think I'll throw this at much. Do you like Netherlands? Do you think they have they have a chance? Um, do you think this is actually uh, a chance for them to keep on after after they lost um, the UEFA Nations League um, final to Portugal in 2019? Um, yes, I fancy Netherlands proceeding in this group. Uh, I think I think they have they have they have very good players. They have uh, the light look that defense. You have Nathan Ake. Yeah. The midfield of Memphis Depay. You know. They have very good players, so so um, I'll fancy them to proceed. Yeah, Netherlands, Netherlands are very good. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, whatever you're saying, they have good players. However, their coach, you know, uh, being head, the head coach being um, uh, he he's not in I mean, sure, he has everything he needs. You have your midfield with Frankie and. David Klassen, you have your forwards in Memphis Depay, you have your backline, even with the absence of uh, Virgil van Dijk, you still have characters in the league chance, Nesanaki and Deli Blind. However, the board doesn't seem to understand what, or rather how to get the best out of this team. And contrary to what most people believe, I see them failing to make it out of the group and maybe proceeding, proceeding uh, the knockout stages if they finished. I think they'll really, really struggle to make anything, rather to to get anything from this group. Yeah, that's, that's, it's not a prediction. It's just a, it's just a guess. You know, it's, it's what we've seen. It's what we've seen. That's not a prediction. <laughs> it's just sort of, it's, it's, it's an observation based on what on another watching what knowledge I have. 
and his uh, fantastic talent i think he'll, he'll be the key if the if netherlands is to go far they really need dini uh, uh, wilnardam to perform yeah um do you do you have, do you have netherlands getting out of the group i think i think only liners of the three of us i think only liners has netherlands not getting out of the group he does you know i thought he was joking I'm not joking. <laughs> it's not a joke. I mean, this is a joke in Ukraine also. I mean, you may not know Ukraine, but miss, you know, to proceed to the Netherlands. Sorry. Okay. Are you, are you yeah. willing to put your money where your mouth is? No. Listen, again, educated guesses. This is educated guesses. <laughs> you know, okay. let, me, let, let me show you why I say Ukraine other than Netherlands, yeah. but... Uh, Uh, you know Netherlands to me I mean it, it all comes down to Frank de Boer Frank de Boer I believe you know a manager who has been called in the past by Mourinho the worst Premier League or rather the worst manager in Premier League history doesn't think no you know get the best of his team even even when you yeah. talk about the Netherlands uh, and struggling whether whether or not he's gonna fill the bug four bug five you know and given he wasn't the man you know he wasn't even the one who brought them back into other who was who led um, them into the qualifiers in the first place uh, uh, there's a lot that can go wrong and that really go wrong once yeah. games okay that's a, that's a yeah obviously i think i think ronald common was the manager was the i'm sorry about that i think ronald common was the manager that um, led them to the to the euros um, before he took his, his job at barcelona but yeah, um, yeah he was. Lenas Lenas actually has a point um obviously Mourinho Mourinho knows his football man and Mourinho knows <laughs> knows his managers man but obviously Mourinho Mourinho actually is a very good um person when it comes to banter that is actually a very good trash talker so um that could also be trash talk as well but um we'll see we'll see how it fares on um it's it's a it's a very, it's a very interesting group of um Ukraine is another side in the group but recently um i think their first their last game um they won i think it was 4-0 they, they they actually played really well i saw a, a, a very beautiful team goal that they um that they they put together um they have players like shevchenko they have a players like they have players like this guy that plays for manchester city the left back shevchenko yeah um but the but the, the the thing that has surrounded ukraine of late is the politics behind their kids um they have a new kit um but the new kit shows a map um that includes um russian annexed crimea i think it's it's i don't i know i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right 
but basically um, that this this has actually provoked a lot of anger in Moscow. Um, is, is a side that was, I think it was taken by Russia. Um, Russia considered that a part of their territory. But um, obviously Ukraine, which of the world disagrees with that, um, actually put that uh, map, including that, that territory that Russia claims to be theirs on the, on the Jersey. So it, it has created a lot of uproar and it has actually overlooked how Ukraine are actually playing on the pitch. Ukraine are a very good side. Linus, can you tell us anything about Ukraine? Um, they have a very good midfield. Uh, Linus? Yeah? Can you tell us anything about Ukraine? Anything that you need to know going into the tournament? How will they set up? I'm saying I'm saying they have a very good midfield. I believe uh, their manager uh, uh, Shevchenko uh, usually uses a four-one-four-one uh, or a four-three-three, depending on who they're playing. Still, um, usually uh, you have Zinchenko, who most Premier League fans will know plays left back, but in this in this setup he plays uh, as a I believe a six, right alongside. Um, uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Sidochuk, who is really the holding, although Stepanenko does step in, and then you have Mali, Malinovsky of Black Planter, who usually now is the more adventurous of the of the of the, of the park. Uh, I believe this how uh, to usually how they set up, how they play, and also how how far they'll progress because that core is a, allows them to, you know, um. Transition um, play. Obviously, then... Yeah. Yeah. Um. Obviously, obviously, their first game is against is against Netherlands. Uh, how do you how do you do you fancy them? Obviously, um, you've spoken. We, we know your opinions. Um, when it comes to Netherlands, do you fancy them against Netherlands? Do you fancy them to get a result? I fancy them to get a result against the Netherlands. Yeah, um, a result in this case is a win. Do you fancy them to get? Yeah, win? I win. I win. I win. <laughs> I do. I do fancy them to win against Netherlands. And even if they don't, yeah, they, they one... will surely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marsh, what do you think about Ukraine? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think the only player I know in Ukraine is uh, Zinchenko because I've seen him perform really well in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think they but okay <laughs> definitely they get trust Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> that's a prediction by the way. Yeah, that's a prediction. <laughs> We're going to write but, it down. Uh, in this group, uh, I think uh, I will go with the green. Um. So um, no one is actually speaking about Austria and David Alaba. No one is actually punching them at the moment. So, um, if we have, um, we don't have Austria yet as our listeners on the pod, but Austria, Austrian listeners, man, if you're if you're an, if you're an Austrian fan from any of the 15 countries listening to the federal perspective, it, um, we are it, we are sorry, man. We basically don't have anyone punching um, Austria, but they can still get out of the of the group. Um, um, if they finish third, obviously four out of the six teams that will finish third get out of out of the knockout places. Um, I think that's that's a, that's a, that's enough of Group C. Does anyone want to have, to have to anything to say about Group C before we move on to Group D? Yeah, I mean, okay, for Austria, now that it doesn't seem as if you are ignoring. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you know, we don't, we don't, we don't have to anger our fans if we even have them. So, uh, whoever will be interested in the games and in the group, uh, you should look out for uh, Hoffenheim midfielder Florian Grilich. Eh, yes. Uh, he, he plays for Hoffenheim. Uh, he's one of those um, deep playmakers, you know, defensive playmakers, and has a good range of passing. And I believe, you know, other than your Sabit Sons and your David Alabas, he should be one to all interested in the Austrian team. Obviously, Hoffenheim, one of the household names in the Bundesliga, there are sites that are, are, are actually well renowned for their constant use of technology in their training and in their practices. It'll be a very interesting, a, a very interesting um, tournament to see how Austria advance. Um, but basically, if we have any Austrian fans, man, just hoping for the best for you guys. Because no one the third world perspective actually fancies you guys. But hoping for the best, man. Um, um, I will we'll go. We'll, we'll quickly go to Group D. Um, England versus Croatia. England will actually play their first game of the tournament on Sunday versus Croatia. Um, but obviously, the talking point when it comes to England is the fitness of um, someone who is actually their Van Dijk, their Sergio Ramos. Um, <laughs> Harry Maguire. <laughs> 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 Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Um Harry well Harry Maguire is so important to this England side is actually one one is actually the only centre back who can who can um shape up um next to um stones um in a back four. Um in a back three they can switch that but um in a back four is the only one. Obviously his fitness has come um yes he, he has not I think he has not played competitive football for over a month. Um, he, he didn't train in England's full training session on Wednesday, but I, I, I believe he trained today. Obviously, it wasn't full training session. It was an open <laughs> session with media and everything. Um, England have one more training session before their opening game against Croatia on Sunday. So they train again tomorrow. Um, we'll see if, they, if Maguire will train then, but it's a very big doubt for Croatia. Um, I'll, I'll think I'll throw this at Kevin. Kevin is a Manchester United fan. Talk to us about Harry Maguire. How, how, how influential is Harry Maguire? Obviously, his leadership is, is actually um, cannot be understated, him and Harry Kane. How, how big is Harry Maguire and how, is it, how important it is, is it that, Linga, uh, that England actually get him fit um, this tournament? Kevin? Sorry. Go on. Yeah, I think it's so crucial to the English side because he's the he's the talisman for Manchester United. And um we're hoping him and Stones and uh, I'm not sure if, if Shaw is on the side, but I think it's so crucial for England in the Euros. Yeah, um, just to just to clarify to let you guys know, Shaw Shaw actually got a call up. Shaw will will will, will play. Um, we don't know if he'll be the starting left back. Obviously, yeah, Champions yeah, League yeah. winning left back Ben yeah. Chilwell is also in this England side. Um, we'll see, yeah. um, also they're very versatile England as a group. Um, we'll see how Gareth Southgate actually changes the side. But um, 
the, 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 the question that actually arose is the competitiveness of the Premier League. Um, does the competitiveness, obviously, um, Henderson actually got into the camp, he wasn't that fit, he's regaining his fitness. Um, he hasn't played um, a full game, I think, since, um, since I don't remember how long. But um, do you think, do you guys think, I'll throw this at Caleb, do you, do you think the competitiveness of the Premier League actually takes a toll on players? Oh, Especially absolutely. when it comes to the things. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just look at the the squads that uh, that uh, England has had over the years, and how dismally they've they've performed. Uh, well, during the World Cup, they reached the the semis, uh, which I think was their best performance in a very long time. But I think it does it does the, the Premier League is so physical. That not as well. The other leagues are much more technical. So when you when you play the full season and you're going to play another tournament, I think it takes a toll of the players. So they are more tired. They they run out of steam. I don't fancy England getting very far, though they do have an extremely talented squad, very young and very capable with the good leaders like Hurricane, who I consider the talisman, not Harry Maguire. But uh, <laughs> and, and also. So watch out for Bukayo. Yeah, obviously, obviously Caleb is an Arsenal fan. Um, Bukayo is the only Arsenal fan that has been called up to this England side. Uh, yeah, obviously when it comes to injuries, that season that in the World Cup they go to the semis. Harry Kane actually almost didn't go to the World Cup. He wasn't he wasn't fit. Obviously, he, he usually struggles with ankle injuries. Um, now and now and again, but. I think I think the Premier League is is, is like Caleb said is actually a little bit more physical. Um, that's why the, the Premier players like Jadon Sancho have never had that Sancho is actually um, not fit um, to, to to play in, in any England side. Is always fit. I think because German German football is is less physical, more technical. Like Caleb said, but another thing that came up is nine out of the 26 players english players that um going to this this um euros um, actually played championship football either in 2019 or 2019 um so um it's actually it's actually different from from the england sides um that used to play um a few years back where most of the players actually played primarily football. players like bellingham actually played um in birmingham city Mount, we know him. We know he played at Derby, Grealish, um, Ben White, um, Rhys James. These kinds of players. I'll, I'll throw this at Linus. Does Championship football actually is it winning, man? Does Championship football actually now have an actual say in England football because the Premier League has been dominating that conversation for the longest time? Uh, I believe Championship football does have a say. In global football, I, I saw a statistic that it's the uh, ninth richest league, you know, in all football. I mean, given that it's the second tier of English football, being the ninth richest, say something about it. Yeah, the quality that producers and they have, you know, finding players who were once, 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 you know, uh, making their trade in that in that league and now being called up to the international scene. Now we'll see how they perform, right? Yeah, I mean, it says something about uh, the nature of the league. How, how despite being the second tier uh, football, being a, the second tier league in English, in English football, it's still a reputable league as compared to other first division leagues in, say, 
you know other countries yeah um yeah it's it's it's, it's taking now man it's it's exactly come a long way um since since i think since the, the premier league broke away in 1992 obviously um they, they had a reshape in the pyramid but it's actually come a long way and it actually has, has some say right now especially um coming off of the european super league fiasco but bellingham is only 17 years obviously he opted for borussia dortmund um instead of manchester united he's one of the best upcoming talent especially in midfield not only in europe but in the world um people are touting him to start for england on sunday, on sunday march do you like jude bellingham he's, he's only 17 man i think he was born um when i think i started i already started i don't know if it started class 1 i think i already started class 1 <laughs> can't i can't really say much about the player cuz i haven't been really keen on his stats yeah. but uh, as i said uh, i i guess i'll have to watch a game that is done yeah, so yeah, it's, so yeah it's, it's very talented go go and so that i can i can i can i can judge him from that game yeah. um jude bellingham is, is is actually one of the most uh one of, i think the, the english media sometimes um gets away with with um with gets gets in the way of themselves and they, they actually speak too much of players but Jude Bellingham is actually a talent i think he started um so he started some of the games um, that they have that they have played um before the euros he's actually looking really nice but the talking point the the funny thing about the, this england um side that arose was um Declan Rice Declan Rice is only is 22 years old 22 years old I think the same age as Marsh. Marsh, you're turning a Marsh has just turned 23. Yeah, <laughs> Marsh has just turned 23. So Declan Rice is 22 years old. Um, he's one of the most sought-after defensive midfielders in the Premier League. Obviously, um, he plays for West Ham. But the important thing about him, and um, the funny thing is, he has never had a beer in his life. He's 22 years old, man. Caleb, can you understand that? <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying Kay would have been the perfect person to ask this question, but I'm just saying but he, this guy has never had a pint in his life. He has never tested beer. He doesn't know how it tastes, but he said if England actually go ahead and win the Euros, I think he said he will test his first beer. Um this is this is it's just and it's just it's almost unbelievable, man. That players um don't drink Yeah. Um Linus, do you have any reaction to that or can we move on? Pardon? Linus, wait catch you there. Do you have yeah. any reaction to to this guy not not having a beer ever in his life or can we move on? Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um so obviously Croatia will speak about Croatia for a little while and then and then we'll we'll, 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 we'll move on from there. Croatia are a side that um they got to the world cup final back in 2018 they only missed out um to france um in a game that ended 4-2 firstly i i remember them for that fancy win and not fancy win an incredible win that actually ma- i actually made my brother cry much knows my brother i i don't think Caleb and Lena know my brother but dare actually actually cried um because croatia beat argentina 3-0 <laughs> in the world cup but there are actually there are different side that also say that have a golden generation at the moment. Linus, do you like Croatia? 
Yeah, I do, I do. Uh, they haven't changed much, if at all. I've run out in the World Cup uh, two years ago. Three, sorry. Uh, Modric is still in fine form despite his age. Uh, Kovacic and Brozovic do also perform well for their for their for their respective clubs. Uh, where they, I think they're lacking is in the forward department. Um, I believe was Manzukic part of the squad when they uh, when they had the run at the, at the at the World Cup. Yeah, Manzukic was part of the squad. Yeah, when when, when they were playing yeah, the World Cup, he scored in the final. Yeah, I mean he's he's uh, he'll be he'll be a big miss for them, especially with how yeah. they do tend to play. I do like him. A lot a lot of veterans, some young players here, some young players there. But yeah. yeah, obviously players like Perisic and Andre Bich are also in the side. Andre Kramaric as well. Uh, but in the, obviously, the, the, I think the thing, the thing that is very important, especially when it comes to international football, is to make sure that you keep your shape in defense. And I see like most of their defenders are still with the side players like Vida. So um, I think I think Croatia have a shout, but um, do you guys fancy them to get out of this group, Caleb? Uh, yeah, yeah, they will. It's not a. Uh, apart from England, I don't think there's a. Well, maybe Scotland, even the the Republic. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think England and Croatia will, will get out. Their midfield is is absolutely phenomenal. They have Modric, uh, Brozovic, all those guys. I think their midfield will will be too much for any other team in that group. Yeah. Um. Basically. Um. A lot of a lot a lot of love for Croatia. <laughs> a lot of love for Croatia from yeah. Linus and Caleb. I remember during the World Cup. Uh, I don't think anyone wanted Croatia to reach the finals. They they really you know they they really disapproved. They were the underrated team. Yeah, they yeah. were they were the dark horse of it. <laughs> man, you know, like Linus <laughs> said, yeah. man. I, okay, I, I think Croatia, Croatia, Croatia. Okay, I'm supporting Caleb. Croatia and England will will go on. Yeah. Will, will proceed. Um, obviously, I do not and agree. Greece, I uh, do not agree. You know, you know, they, they have Kovacic. Yeah, slow. Chelsea going through. Um, I think he'll support literally any side that has that has a Chelsea player. But for me, um, I actually I'm actually going with Scotland to come out of this group together with England. Scotland. Yeah, man. This guy, yeah, man, I'm actually going with Scotland, man. Surprise, surprise, man. I, I like Scotland a lot. Um, obviously, the news that I've just dominated the Scottish headlines is that um, they, uh, it's concerning Celtic. I think um, former Australian manager, the manager that coached Australia in the 2014 World Cup, Ange Postecoglou, um, obviously managing Australia in Brazil in 2014, has been confirmed the new manager, the new Celtics manager. Um, after weeks of participation, it was it is a, it was um, just to, just to digress a little bit. It was an appointment that actually came under criticism, a lot of criticism in Glasgow. Many of the fans don't know who, he, who it is, um, but that's just um, the news that is coming out of Scotland. Um, but he's, he's, a, he's actually a manager that is that comes very highly rated. I think Pep Guardiola actually rates him also. Um, so I'll not speak about Celtic, but I'll, I'll speak about Scotland because I'm excited about Scotland. This is their first time, I think, in a major tournament. I think since 2000, or yeah, I think since, since they got to the Euros in 2000, they haven't they haven't gotten to another another Euro major tournament. 
um, it's, it's been 21 years, man. That's how long it has been for Scotland. But obviously, this, there are different sides right now. They have incredible players all over the pitch. Um, they have players like Liverpool's Andy Robertson, who is the best left back in the in the Premier League. Is their captain as well. They have um, players, one of the best box to box midfielders in England, Scott McTominay, who is actually. Yeah, man. Basically, basically, um, they are one of the best. They are one of the best midfielders, man. Scott McTominay is playing for them. Actually, they are very young, so they actually actually saw the game in which they made the. That's where. Is a very great midfielder. You try, try, try playing against PSG. Try playing against that PSG midfield, bro. It's not <laughs> okay. easy, man. Um, so basically, um, they, they actually went out and recruited um, Shea Adams from Southampton. Shea Adams, I think, he actually um, was signing up for, for England, I think it was, but obviously didn't get a call-up, but I think Scotland convinced him to play for them. Um, Shea Adams is in the side, he has actually started his Scottish career very well. Um, and like Lena said, they have John McGinn. John McGinn is one of the best players. They have Ryan Fraser. Um, playing forgetting Newcastle. I actually, actually, actually like Scotland, man. Why, you're, you're forgetting uh, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other left <laughs> back. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the other left back. Who am I to get back? The other left back. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, you know how many Manchester United. Uh, this this guy is a uh, He hasn't even mentioned <laughs> most upcoming generational talent in the sport. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, only about, I'm only speaking about starting players. Billy Gilmore does not start Scottish games. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Start. Kira Tierney does not start Scottish games. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Robinson no, Tierney starts. Tierney starts. Actually, that, yeah, yeah, it's, it's they, actually they play with both yeah, left backs. <laughs> this um, yeah. I, I like Scotland a lot um but it, it's actually a nice headache that Steve Clark actually has um balancing Robertson and Tiani in the side obviously Tiani can play center back can play um center back in about three but Robertson is, is, that, is something else okay. Robertson it's actually a blessing for him because he's able to deploy Gianni as a as a as a left side center back in a back three, yes. and then which allows you know Robertson the freedom to be the creative outlet. So you find Scotland tend to favor the left side of the pitch more than the right side. So for, yeah, I mean yeah. it's a strategy. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, my question I'll ask I'll, I think I'll ask this to all of you. I'll start with Caleb. Can Scotland make out? Um, make the knockout stages? Can they make into the knockout stages? Can they make into? <laughs> can they make it into yeah can they <laughs> yeah I, I think yes there's, there's a chance and I think uh, uh, England is the team that should be wired because uh, they are they have a very uh, a very good history with them yeah? a very bad history so I think uh, there's some history there so Scotland might actually turn up its game for, for the England game uh, they have a lot of players in the Premier League, so that game, uh, what's out for it? It might actually come down to, but I don't know if they'll they'll be able to beat Croatia or get points from Czech Republic. So uh, they can, but they won't. I don't think they unless England screws it up. Yeah, 
uh, liners, do you think they'll get um, into the knockout stages? Remember, four out of the six teams that finish third will advance to the knockout stages. Will Scotland? Mm, this, uh, this, this is a very difficult group to predict. I mean, as much as there's a group of group where yeah, true. you could see one giant die, you know, either Croatia or England. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a very difficult. Actually, I, I really don't want. Uh, if uh, this is a very, uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't want to say anything because, uh, <laughs> oof, oof. Okay, fine. Because I didn't pick Wales to proceed from there. Let me at least go with an, an, an English side. Since I would go for England, then I said maybe yes. I will see Scotland in the knockout phases. Yeah, man, you're redeeming it for Britain. Um, March, do you see um, Scotland <laughs> getting out of? Getting out of this place. Yeah. So Scotland will finish fourth. After check. Yeah. Yeah, March is, so. yeah, should we should we put that down as a prediction? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think I think Scotland won't make it. Won't, won't make it. Yeah, even even with Billy Gilmore assisting them in the field. <laughs> one of the one. You know, you know, you know, Billy, Billy, with Billy, you, you ask the right question. Billy, Billy Gilmore assisting. Billy Gilmore needs quality players. Scott McTominay is not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like a virus is coming. Scott, Scott McTominay is not. Scott McTominay is not that quality. Like the way you 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 tend you tend to over. <laughs> over praise him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm I'm for okay England, Croatia, and Zech. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I think I think I think if you guys don't pick Scotland to come out of this group, I think you guys will you guys will are in for a root show because I think Scotland Scotland have a, have a very good chance. There are better. Okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not really dismissing them. Uh, yeah. Yes, they they have they have a good squad, but yes, uh, I, I just don't think they they will make it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Basically, basically that, that's, that's basically it. Their first game, obviously, is against Czech Republic on Monday. Um, I think I think we can move to Group D. If anyone else has anything to say about Group D, uh, shout out to Czech and Vladimir Sufal. Shout out to Czech in Czech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vladimir Sufal. You know, uh, you know, for FPL, for FPL lovers. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just, just yeah. like I, I, I think I should just let you guys know as a sort of disclaimer, like Kay likes to say, a sort of disclaimer that Linus actually won the um, a song of fire um, FPL fantasy league um, last season. I think he, I think he swept literally everyone away. And, and you have a ten- tendency of changing your, your 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 the name of your team. At some time it was so far so good. At some time, it at some time it was um, tell us don't show up um, something like that or show don't tell us. Yeah, they just they just They try and come up with the uh, best one people against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, I think I liked I think I liked the show don't tell us one. <laughs> okay, and yeah, carry man. over and carry over with the trend for the next season. <laughs> Yeah, man. I think I think next for the next season, um, we'll I think we'll set up we'll set up a league for everyone to join, everyone that listens to the Tadol perspective. So, um, you guys can join. Um, in Group E, obviously Group E has um Spain. Spain actually is a side that 
um, was actually a surprise, a shock in the in the World Cup in 2018. Um, but they also have Sweden, a side that is joining them, and Poland. We all know the, the type of threat that Poland have um, with Lewandowski, but they also have Slovakia. This is a side that actually, this is a group that actually most, like you guys were talking about Group B with no one um, known from Finland, but um, Group E basically will have guys that um, basically not, not many people will know. I think the Polish players, some people will know some of the Polish players, like Szczesny, I think Fabianski, that is a headache that their manager has, who will be the number one, but I think the moment he prefers Szczesny over Fabianski. But um, other than that, Sweden and Slovakia are not a side that many people, uh, many people will know, but Spain are actually the favorites to come out of this group. I'll throw this at Caleb, man. Obviously, Spain came, Spain came, came under, I think, under a lot of scrutiny, under a lot of um, criticism. Obviously, um, their camp at the moment is one of the most, I think, is not disorganized, but one of the one of the few camps in in this Euro um, that are actually are experiencing a very tumultuous um, moment at the moment. Obviously, they um, they didn't play their their last game um, due to COVID, like I mentioned before, Busquets. Um, actually tested positive for COVID. Um, they rested their senior players. Um, they didn't want to risk them in that game against Lithuania, a game in which they won 4-0. And also, um, Enrique also didn't mention any, didn't call up any Real Madrid players. And he also called up a 24-month squad instead of a 26-month squad. How do you see Spain, man, in this tournament? Do you think do you think this all this confusion will cost them or do you think they'll be okay or do you think they'll recover how do you see Spain uh, I don't like their chances to be honest they might get out of the group but after that it's like it's like what they did at, at the World Cup I think uh, not calling up even just one Real Madrid player was was and then leaving two slots available I think that was just <laughs> that was bad I think he did it yeah. intentionally and uh, I think somebody like Sergio Ramos, even if he's, he's, he's not uh, on his uh, best, uh, uh, what do you call it, form, you call him up because of his leadership. I mean, he's won the Euro, he's won the World Cup, even if he's not playing, just to be around the young players whom he's called, uh, to be able to give them a lift when things are not going their way. I don't think they'll, 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 oh, they'll go anywhere with this squad. I don't think so. Yeah, um, Linus, obviously Spain, Spain have a very young side, a surprisingly young side, as, a, as yeah. a, 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 number of, a number of these players will actually make their debuts, their major tournament debuts for Spain for the first time in the Euros. Do you like, do you like Spain's chances? Especially not, not only coming out of the group, but going deep into the tournament. They have been shot on right back, so... An injury to say as Liquetta, then you see the chances really doing in from there. Also, I don't know, there's, there's this look, you saw Spain dismantle Germany, you know, with a 6-0 win. And you saw what they are about. You know, they still wanna keep possession, but if they wanna they still they're not afraid to for you know transit to what make quick transitions, you know, runners in behind. As how I really I really don't know what, I don't I don't know because 
there's promise. I mean, you, you see it line up. There's a young squad. They have, you know, a technical midfield, a good midfield. They have um, exciting youngsters up front. They have Alvaro Morata. <laughs> you know, so they have a lot going for them, but then I, I really want to see how they set up. I because really, I, I really want to know. Because I'm, I'm guessing, I'm suspecting because I believe Enrique has a tendency to use Marcos Lorente on a trade back. Um, Morata, I, was it before uh, they they had a they had a friendly where he was, you know missing chances. Moreno doesn't strike me as someone uh rather uh strike of a different caliber to Morata. So I mean you know if it works you call Luis Enrique, you know, junior twenty twenty four men. If it doesn't then it's disaster and there'll be scapegoats plenty. So I really don't know about Let me ask you Linus, Linus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, um, what do you think of the decision to leave out Sergio Ramos and uh, is it Iago Aspas from, from the squad and yet uh, there are two available slots? Uh, for, for Ramos, for Ramos, maybe, maybe, maybe. See, you never really no. know what, what, what goes in a camp or rather, you know, during these sessions of training and maybe Enrique didn't like Ramos and, when, and once... Americ Laporte, uh, Americ Laporte switched allegiances from France to Spain. He thought, you know, who needs a Ramos when you have Laporte, when you have the Torres. So I, I really don't know, but for, I, I really, uh, again, it's very difficult to talk about the Spain side. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, Lena's mentioned the running back situation in Spain. Um, as Pilquetta is, is the, I think, is the only defender that can actually play right back in this side. Um, obviously, um, I, for me, I think, I think Enrique will play a back three. Um, I, I think he'll have as Pilquetta in that back three and Adama Traore playing from wing back. Um, but Spain actually have a very, have a very interesting um, forward um, going um, um, forward, going forward, uh, forward going forward, going forward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Alvaro Morata has actually been mentioned um, to players, has actually been likened to players like Timo Werner. So I'll let, I'll let Marsh actually um, speak on that because Alvaro Morata actually played for the Blues in Chelsea. Um, do you think Alvaro Morata is actually the best striker to lead um, this Spain side? Yeah. So, um, do you, <laughs> Basically, Alvaro Morata is the worst striker to lead this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but we know um, Spain are actually short, short of strikers. But, uh, you know, okay, they are short of. Okay, uh, I was, I was, I, I was uh, looking at the highlights of the, the 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 friendly they just played. They just finished playing. I don't know, it was the previous day. Uh, you know. <laughs> The Alvaro Morata miss, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> so, you know, That's I saw a banter. Somebody was saying, uh, imagine uh, if Chelsea still had Alvaro Morata, Timovan, and William. <laughs> we will have this one with four goals only. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, but okay. Uh, when he was in, in Juventus, I think he played really well. 
it, it played really well you could you could see the Alvaro Morata the overrated Alvaro Morata you could see him uh, scoring goals then but uh, i don't i i fancy spain uh, moving up but i don't really think they'll go far yeah. i don't really think they go far yeah um it it uh, obviously like lena said we we, are, we just have to wait and the, and the 24 man squad choosing man i don't really understand that coach <laughs> man play <laughs> like sadio ramos man sadio ramos that <laughs> i i don't i don't really as lena say you can't you can't really know what's going on in, uh, in the coach's head when it's selecting this squad what goes in the camp maybe maybe they have they they have they have bad chemistry or i don't i, don't, I really don't know but We'll have to wait and see, but you know, 24 man squad. You know, when you, 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 your best players. Let's say your best players get injuries. What, what, will, what will you do? Will you blame? Will you have yourself to blame, or yeah. will, you, will, you, will you? Who will you blame? It's, it's, it will be a very difficult yeah, situation. Very, very difficult situation. You know, if, if, if at all they proceed deeper, they proceed further. You know, and they, 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 they put a 24 man squad. Yeah, it will be very hard. It will be very difficult for him. Hopefully, that does not happen for Spain for the sake of um, Spain fans. But actually, I think they'll be holding their hearts in their hands, uh, basically just um, and seeing what will, what will happen. But um, I think I think we can speak about Lewandowski um, at the moment. Obviously, his side the last the last friendly that they played um, before their next game against Slovakia on Monday. Um, they played against Iceland in a 2-2 draw, a game in which they almost got beat twice. I think Iceland led twice. Um, um, with, with Poland actually, um, with Poland actually um, um, equalizing twice, um, coming from behind twice. But Poland are actually, uh, obviously, we remember um, in that game. I think it was a World Cup qualifier. I think it was where they they lost 2-1 um, to England at Wembley. Harry Maguire, Virgil Van Dijk. Sergio Ramos actually scoring that incredible winner at Wembley. Obviously, um, in, in, not not in front of the fans, but Poland are a side that are actually. Um, I think their stock is actually dropping um, in, in in spite of pricing, um, despite the fact that Lewandowski has actually one of the, had one of the best seasons we've ever seen in Europe. Linus, do you fancy Poland? I mean, they have Lewandowski. I mean, that that alone should. Now make you take them seriously. Yeah. Uh, do I fancy them? Uh, in a very okay. Well, I don't want to say easy group because you have Slovakia and Sweden, but they then a manageable group where they could finish second. You know, scrape a few points here and there. They could they could make the knockouts. I mean, uh, the same case would be made for Slovakia. The same case would be made for Sweden. But yeah, I mean Lewandowski, with the form he's been for his club. You'd see him, you know, cutting it over for his national side, and uh, Poland really carrying the Poland side uh, through to the round of 16. Yeah, obviously, obviously they have incredible players like Matthias Klee. I think Klee plays for Leeds. Yeah, I think he, I think he plays for Leeds in the Premier League. Um, players like Jan Bednarek, obviously playing for Southampton. Um, they have, they have actually um, have one of the most experienced. Um, I think in, in, in this tournament as a whole, Camille Glick has played a lot of games, especially uh, important games as well. 
also players like Arcadius Milik, who is actually, um, we know him from, from Napoli, obviously, he was in that one season, I think those two, three seasons, I think he was one of the best midfielders um, in, in, in Europe, I think, also in Italy as well. But I think I think their, st- their stock is actually falling because of um, their recent performances. But like Lennart said, they have Lewandowski, that is, that is actually their talisman. Do you like Poland much? I'm gonna go with Lena. You know when you have Lewandowski in your squad, yeah, man. Lewandowski. <laughs> <laughs> when you have Lewandowski in your squad, uh, the same way when you have Hurricane in your squad, you know, I, I fancy them. I fancy them. Yeah, going ahead. Yeah, obviously the less talked about side is a side that has that actually has my centre back, um, a centre back that I should just let you guys know that I don't like at Man United, but um, Sweden have Victor Lindelof. Um, they'll be playing, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be playing um, in the in the Euros. I think this is this is also their first tournament. I think since I think since the uh, it's been some it's been a while since they've played a major tournament. Um, they have Robin Olsen actually um, playing his long season at Everton. Obviously, he's a, he's a Roma goalkeeper. But there are side that most people might not know much of. Emil Kraft, I think he plays for Norwich, I think. But Sweden are a side that actually um, they, they actually like to play basically on the counter attack, which is which is um, something that. Um, it's it's very difficult um, to see for them. The only player that I, I can see that is actually has best for them is Alexander Isak. Isak, Isak, I think he plays for for some La Liga side. I, I remember is very bad. So see that. So see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sweden, Sweden obviously uh, they're in this group with Slovakia. Slovakia, the, I think one of the most. One of the most known names in this side, in this Slovakian side, is Dubravka, and uh, I think he's the only player that perhaps most people might know because he's a goalkeeper wow. from Newcastle. But You've left yeah, man, Mare Hamšík as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd forgotten about about Hamšík. Yeah, but Hamšík, yeah, Hamšík and Dubravka, those are the players I think that most people might know. But against my question for you is. Against Slovakia, do Sweden have a chance to finish third? Because um, ask for them to finish above Spain and Poland. Linus. Oh, okay. yeah, that is Spain. Uh, pick Slovakia a bit. You know, they have certain players like you may. Um, and the first bar plays for Leipzig, Kulusevski for Juventus. Uh, so I believe, squad for squad, Sweden, Sweden have a better squad. Uh, could they? This is a very, this is a very tight group. They could finish. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not all, it's not all um, teams that finish third. The first is the best of, of the third of the team that finish third, the best four, and I think. I think you could make a better case for the teams in Group A, C, and as we come to it, the Group of Death to, to have a better standing that whoever finishes starting this group. Yeah, I think I think I'll just throw this around. Um, I, it seems like we've lost some 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 of the some of our podcasters. I think I think Caleb um, has a, has had an issue with his internet. I think Kay has also left. But I'll throw this at Marsh and I'll throw this at Linus. Can you just give me how how does this group shape up after after the end of the three games? 
it will start with March. This group is very, very hard to, to predict out. <laughs> I'm really... Yeah, do, you, do you think Spain will finish first? Okay, Spain and Poland. And who do you think will finish third? That, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about Sweden and Slovakia. Sweden. Yeah, if it's Sweden over Slovakia. Yeah. Yeah. Sweden over yeah, Slovakia. Linus, we have another Hamshik um doubter over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, actually, I'd go I'd go I'd, I'd, I'd go with I'd, I'd also say the same. And Poland and then Sweden. And probably, you know, probably Sweden and Slovakia each have two points and I don't know. Uh, Spain and Poland win uh, win two games. That is something. Uh, but I don't expect it to be to be quite as competitive as the groups is left uh, yeah. as the previous groups. Um, obviously, it, it it will be it will it will be very interesting to see um, what happens. For me, my only worry is Poland. Poland, I think I think they they should they should actually. Um, they should actually redefine man who they are, their form. They actually played really well in the World Cup in 2018. So I would actually like the, like to see them um, pick up. Obviously, the talisman that they have in Lewandowski. I saw in that in that in that game against Iceland, Lewandowski was actually playing really deep, like like uh, much said before. Um, Ken and Lewandowski basically having them is a plus, but Lewandowski was actually playing in, the, in almost the same role as Ken played in Tottenham at the moment. Is uh, is a, a nine, but is a nine that actually does a little more than scoring. Um, so I, I, I saw his role; it was almost like a ten, a plus nine. Um, I don't know if for him in this Poland side. I, I think it's better off just staying in the boxes and like um, being on the end of crosses. But I'm hoping Poland actually um, don't um, shock the world in this in this group because I think I think Poland are the side that are actually giving me the most doubt. Um, I, I obviously I would like Manchester United players. I want them to do more. I want them to actually um, be successful and whatever whatever thing they do. But I don't like Sweden. I don't like Vitalin Lindelof as a centre back. But so um, I think I think I'll go with Slovakia finishing third. I Sweden finishing um, last in this group. But the talent that Sweden has is cannot be understated. We'll go to the group of death: um, Hungary, Portugal. France, Germany. Actually, you can say that um, this, this, all four sides in this in this um, in this group actually qualified for the Euro in 2016. They all qualified for the World Cup in 2018. So this is actually the group of death. Most people will call it the group of death. Um, they're actually very good international sides. Um, Hungary, most people might not know, but. The chemistry that they have within their side, they are a group that have actually um, played together for, I think, one of the longest times. But they are a very good side. How do you see this group shaping up, Linus? The reason I don't is because you get this instance where players get injured, for example, Zobosla being withdrawn from the hungry squad with an injury, who is again the, the talisman. And so, mm-hmm. you know, why were you to ask me this a week or two before that? I will tell you that hungry were in for spoils, right? Well, you know, were, were amongst, were amongst, you know, were, were, or rather, were 
we're, we're amongst the favorites to proceed from this group. I would have told you that with, you know, having Sobos Lions I'm missing the team and you will see them struggling. It's probably, okay, who, who wins? I say France first and then Portugal second and then Germany third, with all three proceeding to, to the knockout phases. But really, who's to say? Because yeah, missing, Germany... missing the lie. Yeah, yeah I'm, missing the lie. The lie will be a very big miss for Hungary. Yeah, but um, uh, I, I hope I, I hope they actually come good. I think Ronaldo likes likes uh, actually likes playing against Hungary. I think he has got multiple goals um in the past few ma- in the past few matches that these two sides have met Portugal and Hungary. But I'll I, 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 I'll jump to the champions, the world champions. France are actually the favourites um, to come out of this group, leading the group. Obviously, um, their players play in the in the most um, in the biggest clubs in Europe. Um, the quality that this side has is uh, can actually um, not be um, measured. And actually, um, Arsene Wenger, I think I think he has a role um, for, at FIFA right now. I think he's a, he's a he has a role at FIFA. I think he's a football researcher, head of football research. I think I think or something like that. Um, he was interviewed about this French. Um, Arsene Wenger is French. He said that. This French side are actually the clear favourites um, to win this tournament. He thinks that I think no other side in this tournament has the amount of quality that France have. Um, um, he did say this, but he, the, the way he spoke, he, he actually um, he was almost likening them to the US in women's US international in women's um, football. But he said a uh, one key thing that actually. Um, caught my attention is that he said he doesn't think that this French side has actually gotten to their peak. Do you believe they haven't gotten to their peak much? Because um, those are those are those are very big as a support of France. Yeah. Even in the previous World Cup, I think they've gotten to their peak. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I and I and I also agree with Asin Wenger. I think they 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 have a fair chance of winning this. Yeah, winning this tournament because man, when you look at the players, <laughs> starting with Ngolo Kante, <laughs> yeah, when you have Ngolo Kante, uh, that's uh, but they are okay. I think the most, the most, their their best. Uh, it's you know when you look at the attack, Prisman Mbappe, you have. Uh, Okay, Benzema is good, but Giroud is better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at Griezmann and Mbappe down the flanks, man. They they have a very good attack midfield. They have they have the legs of uh, Odembele is is at the is at the flank. You know, France, man. I, I think I think they're going they're going to win this. You think they'll win this group? I'm supporting France in Europe. <laughs> 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 like I think it's world. Um, obviously, France France are different, man. Uh, I think I think some some of the players that they have added um, to this side that are not were not in the in the in the World Cup winning squad, like players like Leo Dubois. I, I don't think I don't think he was he was there from the side that won the World Cup. But basically, they have kept most of the players. I think um, a player like Kat Zuma having a won a World Cup. Um, it doesn't get much better than that. He also won the Champions League and he didn't play a single minute. It doesn't get much better than that. But um, obviously, they have a lot of talent within the side. Um, the thing that I think Asen Benga was referring to when, it, when, it, when, it, uh, when he was mentioning peak, 
is that um, Paul, Pogba, Paul Pogba is only 27. He's, he's one of the best midfielders in the world. Kingsley Coman is only 23. Kylian Mbappe has only just turned 21. I think he's turning 21. I think he's 20 years only. He's, he's 2021. 20, he's so young. Um, Usman Dembele is only 23. So basically, um, he's the youth that is in this um, French side is, I think, mostly what he was referring to. Do you fancy um, these guys to win the tournament, Kleiner? So do you fancy them uh, not to, just to win this group? I mean, everything points to them winning the tournament. Uh, the, well, they won the World Cup. Their squad is balanced with a bit of experience. A bit of so un- unless, unless something unfortunate happens, Yes, you 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 will, you know, stake your money on them to win. Although we should also we should also not sleep on Portugal, given that they're actually defending mm-hmm. champions. They they do actually. Uh, to me, to me, this group will serve up the uh, the match of the tournament because Portugal, uh, France, that entire you know the rematch behind it, the history behind it, and also how these two teams tend to are almost like perfect reflections of each other. You know the balance of youth and and experience. You know Ruben Diaz have been having been named was it what PWA Player of the Year? You know alongside yeah. Pepe, a veteran of the game. Up front yeah. you have uh, you know you have Joe Felix who you see competing who who you know you are bound to see competing with Kylian Mbappe for Ballon d'Ors along the line. You know our breakthrough stars like Bruno Fernandes at. Manchester United, Diogo Jota. Yeah, at, we, uh, yeah. Just, just to interrupt you. Can we, can we actually um, put um, you predicting um, Kylian Mbappe versus um, Joao Felix as for the Ballon d'Or as a prediction? Yes, yes. Down the line, down the line. As in, there'll be a day. Hey. Yes, <laughs> down the line. That I can make. That's a prediction no. I can. Yeah, I mean. You see, the trajectory is pointed towards that. I mean, they both have high ceilings to fulfill, and yeah, I, be- I believe that the land will be competing for the top awards in European football. Yeah, so, uh, the matchup against uh, Portugal and France will be quite interesting to see who. Uh, look, as far as the prediction, maybe whoever wins that match might go to win the tournament. Probably, I don't know. Something close to that, but yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the match against France um, will be big for Portugal. Um, obviously, um, the, the way they won the, the, the defending champions um, of the Euro tournament, um, as of now, the way they won the tournament back in 2016, um, there with that um, solitary goal, um, in extra time, actually. After Ronaldo got injured, I think in the 16th minute, I think it was or 26th minute. I remember I was on Twitter back in 2016, actually cursing out Dimitri Payet um, for for injuring Ronaldo in that final. But um, I think I think Subhanallah was with me, um, but we won. Um, obviously, um, you guys can tell I'll be supporting Portugal in this tournament. Um, I cannot not support Portugal. I know, I know you're supporting it because of Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm actually... This guy is, is yeah. ever a huge fan of Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if literally anyone knows me, um, I've, actually, I'm, I've, I've actually been... I think, I think I'm, I'm one of the... I'm, I won't say the best, I won't go that far because they that, says I'm, that say I'm the best fan of something or someone I usually see because... But like, um, I'm one of, I'm one of the... <laughs> 
one of the stronger fans of Cristiano Ronaldo. That I, I, I that that I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lenas can also attest to that. <laughs> I can also say the same, yeah. <laughs> But um, obviously, um, basically, uh, in any tournament um, we, on FIFA where we usually play um, in, in, on internationals, I usually play with Portugal, and it's I, I'm, it's safe. I think I'm safe to say that I've never lost it when I take. Uh, how, how about tomorrow we go France and Portugal? I take France, I take Portugal in FIFA. Yeah, um, any I, I, I can even take Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Uh, okay, Portugal. Portugal has okay. You know, when, they, when you have Cristiano Ronaldo, even yeah, Ronaldo is Lewandowski, Hurricane. Yeah, it's it's better than both. <laughs> it's just now at the at this moment in their careers. But, but as Lena said, just like Joe Felix, I'm a very I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Joe Felix. Man. the generational talent. Yeah. You, you see players like Diogo Jota in Liverpool. He, he came. He came and. Prove that he deserves to to start in the starting eleven. Yeah. He he really benched money, <laughs> which I never saw that coming, man. Yeah, like yeah. A man. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't. I, okay. See, France versus Portugal. I think France have a fair chance of winning that game. Yeah. I, I, as, as well, I think I think the the thing. Obviously, Portugal have been always have always been overlooked. Um, there, there are sides that they, they have not they have not missed any tournament. I think any major tournament. I think since Cristiano Ronaldo made his debut, I don't think I don't think they have missed any major tournament. Um, but I think I think the fact that these guys um, they, they they have players that play in, in the in one of the best in the best leagues in Europe, but these guys are always overlooked. These guys are always. Um, I don't think I don't think they have the star power in that in that Portuguese side, and the fact that Portugal is not um, does not have the same I think amount of um, I think finesse or, or, or flair that um, not not in terms of football but in terms of just the name and the brand that is France, England, Germany. Portugal is a, is a side that it's it's in Europe, but it, it looks like a third world country, just like <laughs> just like to yeah, to be yeah. there, man. It looks like yeah, it looks like a third world country, but. It, also, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the partnership of uh, in that defense with the Indians and Joao Cancelo. We, can, we, have, we have seen the man really, really holding that defense in the Premier League. This past, in the Premier League, man. Yeah, yeah obviously Joao Cancelo has one has had one of the most. I, I think, I, I think he has had the best season ever. These two pairs. Yeah, even. They are given me FPL points. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Especially, especially, I'm considering the fact that. It, Really good at Juventus, but he has not gotten to this level that he has under Guardiola um, in the Premier League. Linus, do you have anything to say about um, Joao Cancelo? Because I can ramble on and on about Portugal. Uh, nothing. I mean, other than uh, I don't know, I can't actually add anything about Joao Cancelo. I believe what I can say about um, would be defenders who plays for Sporting. I believe he'll be playing at, le- at left back. He's an 18 year old, uh, quite a promising yeah. youngster. And if he gets the minutes uh, to play in the side, I believe he'll offer, he'll offer some excitement. Yeah, Nuno plays for Benfica, right? Nuno Mendes, 14. Yeah. He's, a, he's an 14. 18 year old left back. Yeah, 14. 
Yeah, um obviously um I think I think Portuguese side are, are Portuguese teams are actually one of the most um one of the most um basically I'm not talked about teams especially when it comes to developing talent. I've seen v- very great great players come from Port- from Portugal um including the legends like Figo, Luis Figo, um obviously not to mention Cristiano Ronaldo, Ruben Dias, players like Pepe. Um these all these sides that all these players that are actually playing this in this um tournament are actually very good players. But I think I think that uh, just the talking point that I should let Portuguese fans um, just know. Obviously, we're trying to get Portuguese fans to listen to the adult perspective. But Portugal's last match, <laughs> Portugal's last match before they kick off the Euro tournament was against Hungary on Tuesday. Uh, the, the, for their, their first match to kick off the Euro tournament will be against Hungary on Tuesday. Um, Obviously, they played against Israel last night. Um, Portugal won 4-0. Bruno Fernandes, B. Fernandes on FIFA, actually um, scored a double. Manchester City's João Cancelo, we were just talking about him. Um, he, had, he had a left-footed color, which uh, I don't think we have seen so much from João Cancelo um, scoring that. And we had a 104th international goal for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, CR7, obviously, is just six goals away from becoming the all-time international goal top scorer. Obviously, Ali Day, the Iranian legend, um, is the all-time top scorer in internationals with 109 goals. Do you think? Do you guys think that? I'll ask much first. Do you do you think that Ronaldo has the capability to to? I, th- I think he'll, ecl- he'll eclipse this record at some point because it's only six goals. Um, I think it's only six goals, six or five goals. I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll pass, he'll break this record at some point. But do you think it will be a this Euro tournament? Uh, <laughs> well, no. I don't. I don't think he'll break that record in this tournament. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Obviously. Um. In coming. Like, yeah. Uh, when you look at, uh, I think. Okay. I think he has nothing to lose because you know he's come. Okay. In this tournament, when you look at his age, uh, I think he'll he'll definitely want to break that record when he still has when he still has that juice that. Yeah. yeah. That I think it's the fountain of youth that. Uh, yeah. Has. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, <laughs> let's let's just let's just wait. Yeah, obviously, um, obviously, um, and and I can say that these have never been a fan of the guy. <laughs> Messi went through. Yeah, <laughs> um, we knew Messi would come up at some point. We knew Messi will come up at some point. Yeah, but like Ronaldo, obviously, going into the 2016 Euros, um, he only had he went ahead to score six. Um, bringing his total to the Euros at nine. He's actually the joint top scorer at the Euros. Um, Michel Platini is, is, is another one. They, they both have nine nine goals. Um, the only person that is closest to Ronaldo that is currently playing is Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann has six, and Griezmann can play in I think the next three or three or two or three Euros. Um, so th- th- this 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 will actually be nice. Um, see how this plays out. Um, Basically, the question that I'll pose to Linus is: um, Obviously, Ronaldo is not um, the Ronaldo from the side that is not 31 year old, 32 year old Ronaldo, or 20, 25, 26, 27 year old Ronaldo. Is that six year old Ronaldo is still a very clinical finisher? He can hurt you with his head, with his right foot and left foot. Um, but the question I'll pose to you is: Do you think the tide is just shifting at Portugal and that? 
CR7 is no longer Portugal's talisman. Do you think the tide has shifted on from Cristiano if to, to if Cristiano plays well, Portugal will win, or if Bruno plays well, Portugal will win? Who do you think? Do you think the tide has shifted? I'm his captain, so it hasn't really shifted. I believe uh, Fernando Santos, the coach, I believe. So. Um, he he understands what having Cristiano Ronaldo in your side, um, what it gives you, and what it takes away. You know, he's no longer. So if you have a Ronaldo in your side and you want to press, you might not get that. But he's still clinical. Uh, still has uh, great off the ball movement. Also, is that you know, he, uh, he's a leader, he's a charismatic figure. You, you, you as you mentioned, the scenes at uh, the previous final, you know, having come off injured, him at the touchline, just backing out others and trying to assume the position of a coach, of the coach rather. Uh, whether whether it's between him and Fernandez, I believe Fernandez because if you are to ask me the weakest area in Spain uh, or rather in Portugal's side, I'd say it's midfield. And so if Fernandez is able to uh, spark that midfield into uh, into something, then the, that will um, assure us of more success of a more successful tournament than I said Ronaldo because. Again, we ha- you have Jota, you have Felix, you have Andre Silva up front who had uh, quite a wonderful season at Inter Frankfurt. So I believe it, it, it's more on Fernandez than the midfield than I'd say on Ronaldo. But he will be chasing that record. So yeah. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, um, the way Portugal will, will play, um, we'll wait to see how that how that happens. Um, but I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about the final team that we're going to talk about. It's been, it has been a very long podcast, um, one hour, 30 minutes plus. Um, it, it has been a very long podcast. I think um, we'll release this very long and like break it down as well um, for guys to listen. But like the last team that we're going to talk about is Germany. Obviously, these guys um, they were world champions um, in 2014 um, in Brazil. We all remember that thrashing against Brazil. But these, these they're, they're actually um, they have actually called up a very young. They've actually called up a very young side. Um, a side that includes um, Champions League winners Timo Werner and Kai Havertz. Um, we also know um, Sad Gnabry has also won the Champions League in the in the past in the past two years. I think the past year. Um, they're a very good side. Obviously, um, they obviously the, the the defeat against North Macedonia was actually I think um, a dark patch. I think in their in their legacy as a, as a football team. But um, the fact that they are so young, do you think um, this will actually play against them much, or do you think they have enough quality? In, in the youth, um, in the side to actually get them deep into the tournament. Yes, I, I really, I really do. You know, young, you know, young players still have that that energy, and they and and they, you know, they play to prove something. They play to prove that they can really, they can really, they can really do wonders. Yeah. And you look at Kai Havertz, man, he scored scored a, a repeat of the Champions League goal. <laughs> but uh, in that forward, when you mentioned Timo Van, I'm not really. Convinced. I'm not really convinced, <laughs> but let's let's say. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I think this these youngsters really really have a good chance. Really have, they have they really have a good chance of proceeding. They really have a good chance of going far. So 
yeah that's basically it yeah man but basically this side i actually like this side especially because of its defense because its defense is not very youthful it's de- its defense has, has actually a lot of experience obviously manuel yeah. Neuer just got his 100th um, appearance for the mothership I think I know a little bit of German now because I can pronounce that name like with an with a Munich accent. But basically, Manuel Neuer obviously um, is a legend of them. He's a legend for them. He actually won the won the World Cup with them back in 2015. Um, they have they have incredible players. Their goalkeeping situation, I think, it's just Manuel Neuer number one. Um, but their defense has a lot of experienced players like Matt Hummels are back in the side. Antonio Rudiger just won the Champions League with Chelsea the other day. Emre Can has actually been called up as a defender, which is a little bit shocking, but it, it is understood, understandable that considering that he is, I think, in his later stages in his career. But the midfield situation always, their midfield will always be stable. With, um, I think the steal of the decade is Tony Cruz, um, actually being purchased for 24 million pounds. From Bayern to Real Madrid um, a few years ago, but the midfield is actually looking. Um, I think I think it cannot be understated. Players like Leon Goretzka, Ilke Gundogan, obviously just lost the Champions League. Joshua Kimmich is actually one but, of the, uh, one of the best midfielders say, coming up. You no, know, Ilke uh, Gundogan. You see, he has a, he had a, he has had a very good season. So I think I think he he's. In that midfield, he's a he's a player to watch. Yeah. Gunugan is a player to watch yeah. because when you when you leave him alone, <laughs> when you don't mark him, he can really punish you. Yeah, I also think Ilke Gundogan. I think he had he had the most goals for Manchester. Yeah, he was the, the top scorer. Yeah, which is yeah, which is yeah, which is very unexpected. They have they have players, young players in the side. Um, Jamal Musiala, I think he's a lawyer that guy. <laughs> Musiala, 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 I think he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer outside. Um, for you guys listening to us from from um outside outside Kenya, basically, lawyer is a tribe in Kenya. So, uh, it, it sounds like a lawyer name, man. Jamal Musiala. Um, Florian Newhouse um is also is also youthful, but Leroy Sane is. at this level um players like um Thomas Muller has actually been called into the side after after not getting a call up and i think the the past few times I think Joachim Lowe decided to make a change because um, I think it, I think he he saw that 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 offense that forward that attacking prowess um, going forward actually needs a little bit of leadership and composure Linus, can you can you say um anything bad about this German side because I'd like to hear you say it. If anyone can say anything bad, I think it, it, it's you. I mean, Germany have the same problems. I, I have half the problems that <laughs> But first, England and Netherlands, which is uh, the vision they don't know how to go forward. And now, given that this is a Lord's final uh, appearance, or rather final international appearance of uh, um, the manager, so you feel you feel as that, you know, uh that uh state of really not knowing what what uh the way forward so for germany to them it seems like you know let's get this over with and then bring in the next man which um which will be hansi flick uh like you said a mixture of youth and experience but then tends to of shaky you see england you know and they say, and they say they have a similar problem as england because England have this um, array of attacking players. Um, Germany also have the same, very exciting attacking players. But then you look at the defense, 
you have Yamat Hamels, you know, Nicolas Sule, who had been really struggling with injuries. Uh, right backs, when you're relying on uh, Lucas Klosterman as your, as your primary, as your, you know, as your main right back or Robin Gossens, again, excellent. But I think they have that quality to really take uh, uh, to order to make you uh, European champions. So I don't expect much from Germany, really. If if they were to you know not make it past the group stage, I would really understand. They, <laughs> you know, they always have next. They always have next time because again, they use the young the young players will only get comfortable in the system and grow into into more mature players and more experienced players at this stage and will be able to deliver at some point. Really fancy much all. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I think they, they they actually have a lot to lose, especially if, especially they uh, they have to get out of this group. Um, I don't think third will be will be a, will be actually a very good finish for them. I think they'll be criticized a lot for that, not only from Germany but from Europe as a whole. But I also I also think that players like Timo Werner, um, players like um, Sane, obviously Sane Sane is actually a talent within the side. But I think some of these players. Um, are actually they, they they can have terrible seasons and just get called into the side. Obviously, Timovana has had a run in the game. He has but you know, what, what I don't understand is Timovana is uh, in in the domestic cup Premier League. He doesn't he doesn't perform. But you know when he's called up in international duty, man, you see you see a, a very different Timovana. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you see him you see him coming up. You know you see him scoring goals. So I don't really understand, but. Yeah, because he also he scored the other day, obviously in the yeah. friendly that they had. Um, I, I think they beat they beat someone seven seven nil. Um, I think Timovana got us. Uh, I think he got a goal. Kayavas got um, three assists. I think it was. That, I think two assists and, and, two assists and, 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 and a goal. Um, but like also, I think I think it'll be it'll be make or break because um, Hansi Flick is not a manager that likes to play around. Obviously, his move from Bayern after after just winning the Champions League um, was very unexpected. But like I think um, some of these players will actually need to perform in this tournament to be able to earn another call up, especially with the World Cup coming up. I have a question for you. Okay, with the, when you look at player uh, like Leroy Sané. He was he was really good at Man City, and we had I remember that that that, uh, that season they won their first their first Premier League. We, we, we were talking of Lerosaine man at the, the wing, but and uh, you see when when he left Man City, I, I I don't think he has really he has really played the way people were expecting him to play when he was at Man City. So do you really think he will perform in in this tournament? Um, I think I think um, his performance. The, the, the thing I think I think with City is that um, I think he had a very good chemistry with, with, with players like Sterling. Obviously, that season that Sterling um, scored a lot of goals. I think it was the second time winning the Premier League. But also, he had very good chemistry with Sterling and De Bruyne. Um, we all remember that assist um, yeah, against yeah. Stock City, a game that they won 7-2. De Bruyne with that um, assist, just cutting the grass and getting to Sane at the far post. But like. Um, I think I think also I think you are right when it comes to Sunday um, performing at Bayern. Um, I think for me I think I think his his performances have actually gone down, especially considering that Bayern have a lot of wingers. Um, Bayern has a lot of wingers. Kingsley Coman, Sadio Mane. These are players that actually Sunday got them in the football club, so he's actually trying to compete with them. 
Um, I think he had a breakdown with Pep, um, that's why he left City. But for this tournament, you can actually see him being used more as a sub, like he was used um, in this game that they won 7 0 the other day. But I like the player. I like him a lot. I actually like. I actually. I would actually have preferred him um, playing for Senegal with Mane, but like, um, I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I, I'm wrong. But like, um, at at Bayern, I, I see it being very difficult for him. But Bayern are, are, are will get in a new manager. Um, we'll see how they how they suit up and what it means for Sane um, in the next season. Linus, do you have anything else to say before we wrap this up? It's always, it, I think it's almost two hours now. Uh, uh, just that I'm, I'm looking forward to a very exciting tournament. And uh, this will be an interesting year because, you know, the hundred players in most national sides, uh, this will be their swan song, at least maybe, if not on, this, on the international stage, at least um, in the Euros. So, I believe I'll be looking out for not necessarily who performs well, but uh, uh, which side is able to, you know, really have that transition where, you know, where the old players are able to usher in the new players and, you know, really indicate uh, um, who will have a, a full time going forward. Um. As for me, I think I'll be shopping for center backs. I, I think I'll be sho- when I'm when I'll be watching this. I think I'll be shopping for center backs. Man, we need we, Man United needs a center back. Um, we can't play with Bailey and 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 Lindelof, Man, those guys are shambles, man. So basically, you already had a center back. You already saw center back in your Euro finals when you in your in your yeah, yeah we, when you're playing. Yeah, we, yeah, we have a star in we have a star in Harry Maguire. You know, it's it's funny you call him. I, I don't know. Was it in, that, in this podcast where you called him? Uh, you know, you paid eighty million pounds for fridge. It was yeah. the other one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you guys should go back and listen to other episodes, man. Those are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the fridge yeah. comes now. <laughs> now, yeah, you know, the fridge <laughs> comes to me. The fridge is now a star. Yeah, the fridge is now a star. The fridge, the fridge. Actually, if we played the, the Europa final, we would have won. So, <laughs> but like, um, I'm, I'll be shopping for centre backs. I'll be shopping for a right winger. I'm hoping Sancho makes the move to Man United this season. The, the, the conditions, the circumstances are actually very right for him to come. I think we'll be talking about the transfer in another podcast. You guys should watch out for that. But like, I'll be shopping. I'll be shopping for for a defensive midfielder, a centre back, and a right winger. So um, I think those are the key positions that my club needs um, to do better than two next season. So um, that's that's what I'll be watching out for in this in this tournament. I, I, I don't if Portugal win the tournament, um, that would be a plus. That would actually add to the legacy. But I think it's a long shot um, to actually say that they will. But um, if they don't, I'll be fine with that. I'll, I'll just, I'm, I'm going to watch the Euros for shopping, basically. Marsh, cutting shots. Okay. Which teams are you supporting? Um, I'm, 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 me, I'm just, I'm, I'm just in Portugal. I don't care about any other team. I, I don't care about France. I know, you know, I know, I, I know they just might. Win. I don't care about France, but I, I love Pogi. Shout out Pogi, man. Paul, Paul, Abile. Well, well, I'm, 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 I'm for France and England. 
those are the two teams that yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, so me, yeah. I'm Portugal and Lidia. Disappointment is awaiting all of you. Uh, I'd say... <laughs> <laughs> I said Belgium <laughs> yeah, so, and Denmark. Those are the teams I'll be looking out for. Yeah, those those two guys are in Group B. Yeah, yeah, people from Group yeah, B. So That's so what I just said. Them will actually be playing the number one um, group in another in another in the number one team in another group. Yeah, in, I believe either Group B or Group C because that's yeah, how that's how that's how they've been bracketed. I think the math is against you. I think you're the one who will cry um, after after the knockout stage. I no 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 because I, I I want Belgium because I'm I'm pretty sure Belgium could make the quarters. Uh, if 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 the draw was to go how you'd expect it, they wouldn't meet any big guy along the way. So they have a yeah. chance of making the quarters. And you know, a very good side uh, who can you know disappoint. <laughs> yeah, but those are yeah, also, also, um, also to Pablo, uh, if if you if you're looking for center backs, um, uh, two players you should watch: uh, Paul Torres for Spain and mm-hmm. Jules Kounde for France. Although although Kounde might not get a lot of minutes, but should, when you know when he's on the pitch, you should uh, look at how he plays. Uh, he suits. Uh, Nah, in the refrigerator at your club. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll still say Magoy is overrated. Where does Jules Kunde play? Does he play for Lille in the in France? Uh, is it Marseille? I've uh, well, let me yeah. see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll get much me a lot of minutes, especially considering Presnel Kimpembe is still in that France side. He plays for Sevilla. He plays for Sevilla. I, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, but yes. like I also remember you. Uh, I also remember you talking about Ta a few years back, um, playing for Liverpool and nothing happened there. So uh, I can't trust you when it comes uh, to Sevilla. <laughs> 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 Ah, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Obviously, obviously, Ty is doing yeah, incredibly well in the Bundesliga, but um, it just hasn't gotten that that move. Um, but like, it's, it will be difficult in this tournament. I'm hoping that um, my teams actually do well. I'm hoping that I actually get a few centre backs because my my centre back way to the tournament is Ben White. I like Ben White. I've liked him since they won the championship with Leeds um, with Marcelo Bielsa at the helm. But like. Um, I'll, I'll be shopping for centre backs, defensive midfielders, and wingers. Um, I'll actually um, try to, to tweet out a dude and see if you can get his number and see if you can actually um, make a transfer happen. Because man, we need we need transfers at Man United. But that's the parting shot. Do you guys have any shout-outs before we leave? It's it's more than two hours. Yeah. Um. Basically, basically, Marsh is on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at Marsh underscore Manuel. Yeah. Yeah, you can follow him on Instagram at marshmanuel. marshmanuel. Yeah. Um, Linus, did you create a Twitter or an Instagram yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Are you planning to? Not in the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, man. Linus is not on the socials, but basically you can follow the pod and on Twitter at Third World Pod. You can follow the pod on Instagram at Three at the World Perspective.
And follow me on Twitter at Public on your own. Usually tweeting about major sports. Um, I'm actually excited about the NFL. Um, something a lot of things are happening in that spectrum. Um, but also follow me. I'm, I'm tweeting about that as well. But basically, we're excited for the Euros. Um, you can support the pod. You have a listener support segment. Obviously, we don't have supporter. We don't have um, supporters yet. You can support the pod. We're not sponsored yet, so you can support the pod with as little as a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars. Um, Basically, just supporters. If the um, listen to the pods, man, share it out to their friends. Um, you can put it on your statuses, tweet it out. We can re- we always retweet. Um, if you if you tweet it out, um, basically support the pod, man. Help us to grow, man. Help us to create a lot of content for you guys, man. This is the longest episode we've ever done. This has been our fiftieth episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I don't know if many of you will get to two hours plus, but thank you guys for listening, man. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Say, say bye. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Say bye, man. I said bye. I'm over with you. Yeah, man. Okay, see you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>